When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And today I am back with a special guest. I have Tracy, who is a psychic medium and actually a grief um, intuitive. So she helps people through the process of healing with her intuitive and psychic abilities and really helps people get to know their process of this healing journey. So I'm very excited to have you here. Tracy, welcome. Please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Well, thank you very much for having me, first of all. Um, my name is Tracy Turner, and I've actually been a professional psychic medium, medical intuitive, and grief spiritual worker for about 45 years. Um, I started uh, when Actually, I knew that I was different when I was a little girl. I was about four or five, and I started talking to God and those on the other side. And I remember being in first or second grade, and I was at school, and I was in the bathroom. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And my grandfather came and said, it's me. Don't be scared. But I've gone to heaven. And when wow. you go home on the bus... Your mommy's going to be crying, but you need to, to let her know that I'm in heaven and I'm okay. And I'm like, wow. really? So I got home and I climbed up the stairs and there the door was shut. And I'm knocking on the door and she goes, leave me alone. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. And I go, why are you sad? And she said, because grandpa's not here anymore. He's died. And I go, no, he didn't. He already came and talked to me. He's good. He's fine. He's in heaven. He's with God. You're not supposed to cry. Wow. And that was like the first knowing that I was different. But when I was really little, I'm talking, I could remember being a baby in a crib and knowing and looking at the wallpaper on the wall as a baby in a crib and saying, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. You're different. You're di And I'm a baby. I could remember. I can see the lambs on the wallpaper. Wow. And I always, I always was different, Catherine. And when I was young, I, I spent a lot of time in my room for some reason. And I'd look up at the ceiling and angels would come and talk to me. Mm. So fast forward, um, when I was about 12, I said to my mom, something's different inside me. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I hear God. And she goes, well, you need to go to Sunday school and talk to the rabbi. <laughs> and I said, what's he going to do for me? She goes, he'll either tell you you're hearing God or you're crazy. So when I was a, going to Sunday school, I said to him, rabbi, I want to be a rabbi because I know how to talk to God. And I talk to angels. And he goes, you can't be a rabbi. You're a girl. There are no oh. girl rabbis. 
but you know how to sing so you could be a cantor. And I go, but canters don't talk to God. They just sing songs. He said, if you want to talk to God and tell people about it, then I suggest you convert when you're older and you become a nun. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the answer. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't be a priest because women weren't priests. Right, right. So it was a very hard struggle knowing and understanding and talking to people that passed over. My room would be filled wherever I was, was full of souls wanting to connect with other souls here. Well, I, I was born in 1961. My mother at 13 said, if you don't stop this, we're going to put you in the, in the mental institution and we're going right. to throw away the key. Oh, wow. Because you're, you're not, you're sick. You're not well. So yeah. you can't tell anybody about this for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. Wow. That was the threat. Yeah. Yeah. This, to me, this is so interesting of how like your journey just started at a very, very young age. And, um, so when your grandfather passed, was this your first experience with death? Yes. Wow. Okay. Other than hearing angels and hearing people in my room and being visited by all kinds of things and especially God, that energy yeah. is bigger than you'll ever know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was my first experience with death, but I wasn't afraid because he came right to me and said, right. yeah, I'm okay. You need to help them. Yeah. I'm okay. So with that, like being your first experience, how, I mean, were you at all sad? Like, did you feel that grief? Like my grandfather just you know, passed away because, you know, as a young kid, I would think you would kind of have like these mix of definitely like these really strong mixed emotions of energy. Like, what am I feeling? I was, right? I was scared, but I was more upset that no one would hear me. Right. Yeah. When you're a child and you want to share whether you see unicorns or you're playing mm -hmm. with things that people are saying are not their imaginary, I'll tell you what children and pets and animals see things of the spiritual side that we are taught to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of mixed emotions because you think that you're being bad at in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm not supposed to see this, so I better not say anything. And then when you're told you can't say anything, that's worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like I feel for me that I'm intuitive, like I'm not uh, a psychic and I'm not like a medium, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely intuitive and I pick up strong intuitions. Um, but I always say like, I am not ready. <laughs> like, I don't want to see, you know, the souls or the spirits. I don't, I do feel that there has been times where I think my grandma came to me once and I was like, you know, shut it out. Like, people come to me all the time and they sit down and go, I need to let you know, I'm intuitive. I need to let you know uh, the word intuitive and empath have become the big, oh, the yeah. big rage Definitely. over the last couple of years. I'm an empath. 
I go, well, that means you emotionally feel spirits on the other side or things that are happening. Right. You emotionally internalize it. Doesn't mean you're a psychic. The other thing is, let us tell the difference between yeah. a psychic and a medium, just right. for those that need to know. Right. A psychic is, in the biblical side, they call it a foreseer. We are mm -hmm. able to go into past life, which is your reincarnation, your, uh, your lives that you have lived before. We are able to see you in your present state, spiritually, physically, mentally, um, and emotionally. And then we're also able to see the road or the path in which you may choose or should choose. And choice is the verbiage because wow. life is about choice. Yeah. But when God or those on the other side or your higher power shows you the choices that should be made or could be made, that's where we are spiritually guiding you. Oh. Again, lessons are not a choice. So they will come irregardless mm -hmm. and then you will choose to redo them or not. So that's the psychic part. Mm. Then the medium part is what's tied to the grief part, which is we are able to connect with those that have passed over, those that yeah. are on the other side. You could be a medium and not a psychic, but if you're a psychic, you better be a medium. Oh, okay. Because that's all encompassing the world of the here, the world of the after, the world of the spirit. And right. we are all written in the Akashi records, or I call it the book of reads, our souls have been imprinted and a contract is given from God. When we are to, to come to earth, all the lives we are to live. And when we are to, to send back to God. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and I, I didn't know that the Akashic records really go with the psychic and the mediumship. Like I didn't know that I've, you know, learned a little bit about the Akashic records from other, um, podcast guests and stuff, but, um, I didn't know the two really go together. So that's a, thank you for sharing your soul that. is imprinted. Oh. So that also, when people are going through grief and they come to me, when they have an understanding that life is about a contract, other than if we commit suicide and where we ascend to other than if we commit suicide, um, that's why they're able to connect. That's, that's a pop process of grief is knowing, look, my anger with God, my anger with the universe, my anger in my grief is an emotion. It's not the contract that this person had with God. That's separate. My emotion and all the grief I feel is separate. But once they realize that person had a contract, it helps them also through the grieving process, yeah. which they're having a contract as well. Right. Right. And I, I want to talk about like your journey because your journey is so amazing. So, you know, you were younger and then you realize I have this amazing gift where I am able to see and also hear and view the soul's contracts and even see people who have passed to the other side in the mediumship. How, how did you like balance all this energy? How did all this energy really, I mean, was it challenging growing up? I would. It was very challenging growing up, but let's fast forward a little bit. 
Okay. So after being told that if I mention it to anybody, they will throw away the key in the mental institution. Right. At 16 and a half, I graduated high school. Or 16, 15 and a half, 16, I graduated high school. So I was out on my own. My parents displaced me out of the home. So I was then going to college. Fast forward, I met my neighbor. I married him on a, on a dare. I what only knew dare? him six months. We had a dare. We went to Vegas. I got married. Okay. So my first boyfriend, he was 10 years older than me, got married at the, at, in Vegas on a dare. I then became pregnant as soon as I got married with my child, who God told me I would have a son named Joshua in kindergarten, as, as, as you and I are sitting here knew it. Wow. So had my son when I, in fact, his birthday is next week, he'll be 41. And my birthday is the following month, I'll be 61. Had my son. And we both died during delivery. Wow. So this leads me to the discussion with God. The first time I've died three times totally died they there was a signing of as to who would live um they actually saved us both but i watched them pull him out of my stomach i watched the whole thing a cesarean it was a it was a cesarean but it was an emergency and i had been in labor for three long oh, years wow. long days he died because the cord was wrapped around him so oh, he came wow. out purple and i died I watched them bring me back on the table, watched wow. the whole thing unfold as God was sitting with me above. And he said, I am bringing you back the first time because you have work to do. And I said to him, what is that work? And he said, it is my work. You are to be the vessel and we will have a contract at a later date. How do I remember that? I know it as clear as day. I know each time when I died as clear as day, this was a discussion, but it, it was no longer about the contract. It was about my work is not done. So does everybody have that contract? Like when they go through the, um, like when they pass over and then they come back to life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I've, I've seen, um, a lot of death in my time because I worked as an emergency room nurse. And, and sometimes, you know, I always would say that when the soul leaves the body, you feel that energy. Of Absolutely. It. Absolutely. And sometimes you feel the energy where it's like so beautiful and peaceful. It's mm -hmm. really hard to explain. And the, the room may be like chaotic, but the energy of the soul leaving. And if someone, it. if you're doing a resuscitation, you feel that soul come back in. Do you not? Yeah. You feel the fight. Like you feel the, the energy of the fight of the soul. Mm -hmm. You feel that area, or I don't know if there's times that they aren't really ready or maybe they're still lingering. Yes. That would be like in a coma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause and I've done work where I've released souls for people over the years 
that their loved ones are like, they need to go and they're, and they're stuck. And I totally get that. And I've been called, oh gosh, I did it for years and years where people call on me. Yes. Yes. But we didn't have a word for it back then. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Because the souls are so like, um, you know, I have tons of stories of people passing over while I've been present and the souls, it's like, they still have this con- somewhat of a conscious state. Like there's I, the story of this man who I took care of for almost like two weeks, he was dying and his family wouldn't leave his side. And I, I personally think he didn't want to die with his family right there. That happens an awful lot, <laughs> most, most often than not. They, they don't want someone keeping them here. They're yes. already, and a lot of people have already ascended and keep coming back in, in those moments and saying, they won't release me. They won't release me. So many times I've had to show people how to pray to release that person and let them know you're keeping him grounded. You're keeping him here, but his contract, he's ready. He's already on the other side. Yeah. Sometimes people with dementia go between here and heaven. Oh, cause he, he, um, he was, you know, still alive and then his family, Latin family, you gotta love the Latin families, you know, they all want to be there, hold the hand and, yes. you know, everybody's there. And, and, um, I think they went to the car to go greet That's somebody when he left. and he left just like that within because life. they weren't <laughs> pulling him here. He and he had was, that window and the yes. family was like we were only gone for like 10 minutes and of course they were it's like that's what he wanted he, he this absolutely. was his opportunity you know absolutely because they're distracted and they're not le- pulling the soul to right. stay here and god know god knows that door is open and there's some other people on the other side are there to bring us to heaven. We don't go by ourselves. Whether it's our angels and those that have passed over, they're there to open the door and bring us. And they'll grab us. They'll bring us with them. And they'll have to sometimes wait for the opportunity because people here don't want to release us. Yeah, yeah. So we wait for them to be gone. Right. So how did you balance all your energy through this? So- Like, how did you balance this where you've been able to structure it? So in the beginning when, okay, so I then had a contract with God. Right. After my son was born, I went through a really, really, really hard, hard time and divorced my husband at 19. Wow. It was all on my own in San Diego. I, I was called to go to the window. Don't know why. And it was at night and I hear the voices. And it's the voice of God. It's a different tone. And he said, now it is time. I go, I I don't have diapers for my kid. He's like, now is the time. You, it is time for you to either make contract with me or it will go away forever. Oh, wow. So I said to him in your divine light. And I, I remember saying, I don't know what I'm saying. In your divine light, I will and shall do your work for the rest of my being. So it is said, so it is, it it, it shall be. I had an unlisted number. The phone started ringing. People were calling me for readings. 
Wow. Wow. And I would go to a park with my kid and I would be giving people readings. I didn't know how to shut it off. Uh, when I first started, I gave someone a four hour reading, didn't know how to shut it off. Yeah. In the beginning of when I started doing it professionally, because that's when it started. So professionally, you started like at 1920. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. That's professional means a gift for a gift. Right. And I really had an issue with that. And God said, no, a gift for a gift. You're gifting them my words. They will gift you back so you can buy diapers and formula. Right. So you can make a living. Yeah. Yeah. I really had a struggle with that. Yeah. And he said, and I, I will lead the way. All you do is open the mouth. But I then was stuck between those worlds like you're talking about. Right. I went back to God like a year later and said, please, God, I don't know how to shut it off. What do I do? I'm going to I'll end up going crazy. He said, I will give you the prayer. You say the prayer I give you before you start. And when you finish, you will not remember anything in between. And therefore, you will live the life of a human and do the work of God. That's how I've managed to shut it off and turn it on. Right, right. And I share that, that I now share that prayer with anybody who wants to do or feels they want or have a gift. Yeah. Whether they want to use it or shut it off, whether they're an empath, a psychic, a medium, if they, you know, I share that, that, that prayer openly. Right. It's not just my prayer. I feel it's a prayer for the masses. Right. And with like, with grief and helping people, how, how has that, how has that been like your main structure? Cause I, I would think most people really come to you when they lose somebody, right? That's mm-hmm. when they're in their grief and really, yes. you know, can't take the pain of the loss of their family member. Or so, person. so when I do grief work, it's the same as if I give a reading. It's it's the counseling of the spiritual well-being. Right. When when I do grief work, I bring someone to the beginning of when that person passes, whether they were murdered, whether they passed from old age, whether they passed from disease, or whether they passed from suicide, mm-hmm. no matter what their age is. I chronologically go to heaven and look in the book of reads to let them know why, how, and, and the, the reason of the passing. Yeah. When, because they get past the denial stage. Cause usually when they come to me, they're either in the beginning of denial, the anger, or they're already, you know, into the depression part and, yeah. and forgetting the bargaining part. When I ex- I, I always, you know, it's funny, a lot of people, by the time they get to me, they've lost faith. Yeah. And here I'm a spiritual worker. And they, they've, they've exhausted everything about life. Because they have emotionally tied themselves to the passing of that person. I then have to get them into the living again. Mm. So that's the first start is to say, every day you live and breathe, God's giving you a gift. Now let's explore 
why you're feeling what you're feeling and let's spiritually not religious wise but spiritually reconnect you with your faith and your higher power because by that time they have no faith god didn't take the person away from you as a test of your faith it was their contract a lot of people don't know, know that so yeah. they assume it's about their faith, what they did wrong, their punishment for uh-huh. that person going to the next circle or phase of their being, of their soul. When you get them out of that, then they can start to live again. And it takes a while. Yeah. How, how, have, you, how have you been able to live your life so insightful and optimistic and still have that positive mindset of continuing to be balanced in this world when you can like see people's contracts and and their life journeys because it's our story life is the story of your soul and the funny thing is, is people that think if you're psychic, you can see the the, the lottery numbers. Right. If you're psychic, then your life is perfect. I got news for you guys. I have died three times. And the last time was two years ago. And I was in a coma for 45 days and my stomach was open. And they said to my son, I wasn't going to make it through the day. And wow. again, God contracted and said, you're not done. There's much work for you to do. You... As doing the work that I do, I, number one, don't remember my readings when I'm done or my sessions when I'm done. Number Mm. two, God has made my life 20 million times harder than anybody else's because I walk the walk. I walk the path so that one day if someone's been molested or raped or, um, you know, anti-Semitic or no matter what it is, I've already walked it. Mm -hmm. I are, I've walked that yeah. I've been, that's been my life. Um, or, or that you've been in the hospital and all you wanted was someone to touch you. And all you wanted was a nurse during COVID just to touch you. And I wasn't even in there for COVID, but I walk it, I feel it. And I remember it so that when God needs me to be sympathetic, empathetic, apathetic for somebody I'm talking from genuine knowledge and and experience of walking life. And every day I find gratitude. I find gratitude that I'm able to breathe another breath. I truly do. Mm -hmm. I find gratitude that my eyes are still working and that I can look at the sky. Mm-hmm. I found gratitude when I finally went and got hearing aids because I've been reading lips my whole life and I've been deaf in one ear wow. and during COVID couldn't understand a freaking word anyone was saying. And oh. then I found hearing aids. I now am grateful. Does the deaf community accept me? No, but I'm grateful that I can hear. Yeah. So my life story and your life story is nothing more than you cannot handle. And our choices on how we internalize life, whether we wanna call it trauma and live in our past, or we say, look what I walk through 
and look where I am today and look where God will bring me tomorrow. That's mm -hmm. the spiritual side of who we are. Yeah. So I'm not just a psychic that has a crystal ball and a turban. I'm a spiritual being who believes that the world needs to look at itself and, and our souls differently to change, to become better at the, the walk that God gave us, yeah. whether we're walking in grief or not. And I would think since you've been in this like professional sense for so long, do you feel like the stigma of psychics and mediumship, is it getting better or is it still very well, much prevalent? Well, when I started society back in the day, the local news wanted me on Halloween and New Year's so that I can show them what a psychic is on Halloween or a medium and <laughs> wear that turban and crystal ball for New Year's to give them predictions. Um, I have gone from being called a psychic to a clairvoyant to a new age to it has shifted. But mm -hmm. one thing I can say is people that know me and my clients have been with me for 30 and 40 years, people know me. Um, and I'm not, it's no ego. The other thing is your ego cannot be involved in what you're doing. This right. is not your ego. This is not about yeah. Tracy. This is about the gift that Tracy has to use in the right way, or it gets taken from me. Mm. That's very important. Has the world shifted? Yes because it went from being something of the closet and it's still, people still are weird about it and they're woo woo about it. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of fakes out there and there's a lot of, mm -hmm. sorry, young people that think cause they can flip over a card. They can tell you cause they memorize what it means. Mm -hmm. That's not using a gift. Right. But what I'm gonna say is spirituality. So what I do is spiritually based me. Mm -hmm. not into what other modalities or what other people choose to do, whether it's right. witchcraft or white witch, or it has become more mainstream. Yeah. So my client has gone from always being the, the 50 year old or people my age. I now have young people mm -hmm. that are walking a spiritual path mm -hmm. that seek that seek me out. So my demographics has changed. Therefore it's become more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's because people are breaking in some sort, like breaking away from the churches and the organized. Where I they believe see, so I believe they that see they it. have found, yes, I believe that they have found, look, prayer doesn't have to be tithed and to mm -hmm. tithe yourself to the world in which we live in, you can give homeless people food. You mm -hmm. can give, clean your closets and give that to, you know, a woman's shelter. That's tithing. That's giving a piece of you to someone to help them better themselves. That's tithing to me. Yeah. People have realized that the, that the church and organized religion has let them down because they have sought advice and, and we see the corruption so therefore they have broken down spiritually because, and this is my mantra, religion is man-made and spirituality is God-given. Hmm. And more and more people are starting to realize I am the spirit of my higher self, whatever I believe in. 
And it's up to me to find that spiritual side. And that's what they see, whether it's in grief, whether it's wherever it is. Yeah. So that that's making the shift. Right. And do you, cause I mean, I feel like a lot of people when they're like, I'm embarking a spiritual journey or spiritual awakening or whatever it is, you know, term that they use. It's like, they they believe that a um like some type of um i guess you could say traumatic event or something has to happen and that's not necessarily true that's not true at all and you know there are people that come to me and say i don't know how to pray therefore i'm not spiritual you know when you give thanks and uh that's praying whether you realize it or not, giving thanks, gratitude, that's prayer. When, when you think of someone or the good of mankind other than yourself, that's spirituality. Mm-hmm. When, you know, the one thing that you're, what, what the world has become is the me. Everything's about me. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is not about me. It's about what we give to others. It's about lifting and finding the best and not in a, not in a plastic hokey way. Not in like, oh, my life is great. It's about being real and living your best, highest good. Mm-hmm. So there's no really handbook to that. It's it's doing, it. sometimes for me, it's giving a smile to a stranger and saying, have a good day. Yeah. The, it's the small things that we have forgotten in life. And it's up to your generation the younger generation, the babies to come, we've got to find love again. And that's finding your spiritual self. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be a traumatic thing ever in your life to wake you up. Yeah. You're awakened every day when you put your feet back down on the floor and the new day has come. That's a new beginning. Yeah. Every day we get the chance to start over and make a difference. And, you know, we live in negativity and we live in trauma because we choose to. It's easier to remember the rotten things that happen in our lives. And we want to live in that and be scarred because someone's got to pay for it than to remember a memory. Memories are not, are, should be good. And the more we rewire our brains, the less we'll be ill. And the more we'll live in the present of, I live through that. I'm a warrior. I I challenged, God challenged me and I passed it. So therefore every day is a better day than yesterday was, Mm -hmm. but we get more out of living in trauma. We get to, we get to use that as the scapegoat for everything we don't need to work on and live on in our lives. Right. Or, and I feel like with the spiritual community, it's almost come to like this point where it's like, a sense of like trauma dumping or my trauma is bigger than yours type thing. And I'm like, and why? You know I don't understand and, it. Right. And that's why I am not associated with the spirit, any community. Right. I am a community of one and I am a community of, if you don't like it, then fucking change it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. That's my community. Yeah. And you know what? Tomorrow, I may not be here. My job is to touch as many people and change as many souls 
into the positive that the light of spirituality is or God is that I can in that day. That's my job. And if I don't do that, when I go over to heaven and I meet with God, I've got to answer to that. Has there been like a story or a client of yours or an area where you worked through or showed somebody how to move past grief where you knew like, yes, I'm living in my divine state. I'm living in my present state. This was gifted to me for a reason. And could you share it with us? I have a present client that, that I'm working with. Um, the funny thing is, is I met this person 35 years ago, as well as her husband, as well as her daughter. Um, the husband, um, was my client as well. And he came down with needing a heart transplant two years ago, three years ago, right before COVID. I was unaware, got the heart transplant of a 24 year old was my client. Um, he, so in that being said, the wife also came down with a disease. Mm. So neither one of them were leaving their house during COVID and they were coming to me for guidance on how do we get past this? How do we, so fast forward, they end up, he goes to the hospital and then he comes back home cleared because they thought he was going into rejection, starts throwing up and dies, dies right there in front of her in the bathroom. This was six months ago. She called me as soon as he died and said, why didn't you tell me, John, you said he was going to live. What happened? His contract, what happened was the person he gave the heart, the the boy that he got the heart from, their contract was up as well. So the boy that he gave, that gave him the heart and his brother-in-law who died 90 days before him from a brain tumor, which was his best friend, Mm. they were both there because he turned to her and said, I'm sorry, I have to go and died. I've been working with her through this and her husband, every time we're working, and this is part of the grief work, they come through and they talk, they come mm-hmm. through and they have conversation. So she's like, I've lost my faith in God. I- I- I'll give my life to have him back, mm-hmm. but that's not where it's supposed to be. As mm-hmm. well as her daughter, who was my client, was pregnant with their first child mm. so there's anger because she's pregnant and now dad won't be here when the baby mm. is born but he was in heaven playing with the baby because i already said he's playing with your daughter mm-hmm. nobody knew that she was having a girl he did because he came through to speak to me mm. so in their conversations not only has she learned to love herself and stop being angry with god but she knows whenever she wants to connect with him, not only is he giving her signs within the home, but Mm. it's confirmed when they discuss it together through me. Mm. And now they know that the granddaughter that, that, that just came has been with the father, the grandfather in heaven, because he was there upon delivery and it's all confirmed. So now her anger with God and wanting to switch seats, she has now gotten better from her chronic illness, Mm. 
because mm. she knows that that's the only thing he ever wanted her to do was stop taking care of him and get better. She's fighting and she connects with him. Her life has become more enriched actually since he left because wow. she's not in fear. And her biggest thing, the words were fearful. And I of said, him if, you live in, if you live in fear of either that he's going to die or that he did lie, die or you're going to go or this or that then you're not living your truest life. And that is not what God wants from you. Yeah. So, and it's on, you know, the counseling is ongoing, but I will tell you, she went from being a woman that was bedridden to now she's running her company again. Wow. That's and now amazing. other people are like, how do you do it? And she says, Tracy, what do I say when they go, how do I do it? Mm -hmm. Because they don't know what to say. I'm in grief. I go, you're doing the best you can at the moment. Yeah. And that's all you could say. I'm writing the best day of my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. And with just like with grief, it's just, I mean, cause we don't know how we're going to feel when that stuff happens, you know, and it, and then when it happens, it's like, how do, you know, so many of us don't know how to deal with the grief. The, the grief. What we realize is grief is an emotion. And what I tell my clients first and foremost, grief is the opposite of love. Mm. If you did not love that person emotionally, you would not be able to grieve them. Give yourself permission to understand the love that you have for that person not heroizing somebody, but the genuine love, then we can address the emotion of grief. Mm, yeah, yeah. And in heaven, there is no grief. The emotion only in heaven is pure joy and love because that's what comes from God. Mm. Everything that we learn on earth that's negative is a learned behavior. It's not what he brought us here in that light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We learn hate, we learn grief, we learn disappointment, we learn trauma, and then we embrace it mm -hmm. for self-pity. But that's not, that's not what he brings us here as. Yeah. Those are learned behaviors. Yeah. So grief is a learned behavior that we need to understand and, and allow it that grief never leaves your heart because that person touched you, but you can learn to navigate and open your heart up to heal, not forget, but heal to live your best and highest good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On every aspect of your life. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so beautiful to, to compliment it with the love that that's, you know, the, the opposite feeling is love. What would you say is like, um, one of the key things that you start people off with, like learning and moving past the grief as, um, a psychic and a medium. I let them understand the connection that they had with the person is what I was just being told. Cause I said prayer before I came here. I won't remember what I'm telling. This is all coming from God, not really me. Yeah. I said prayer before I start. I'll say prayer when I finish. Um, but God says, 
let us understand our our relationship right uh whether it's past life well it's obviously present a lot of people also want to know am i going to see that person when i pass thank you the other thing that god says is on earth and this is scientifically quantum physics we have time time and space mm -hmm. but when we're in heaven there is none mm -hmm. so when people understand that they don't you know oh it's a year of the person's anniversary of death oh it's 12 years they died those people on the other side they don't give a shit about that <laughs> they don't care about the They're anniversary right of, <laughs> of their death but we get stuck yeah. in it that's right. part of our holding on to the grief so when i let them know that in in heaven there's no time and space and for you to say will that person be there when i pass will they be am i alone will 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 they already come back to earth if you believe in reincarnate i'm like it's that quick for us it's years but in heaven it's that quick mm. those are the first things we kind of navigate through right and then knowing uh how they passed and why they passed and what about their contract because again suicide is a total different thing because you're not going to heaven when you're in suicide you've mm -hmm. broken the contract and you've gone before your contract so therefore you're stuck in the ethereal world you're oh. stuck between heaven and earth that's how oh. we find ghosts oh. and people will say but i want to connect with them you know what part of the we'll say punishment for lack of a better word they can't communicate with you this mm -hmm. way so mm -hmm. so and then giving letting people know from the person that passed over signs that they're okay signs that they may give you whether it's the lights going on and off whether it's a butterfly or bird so that you and they're doing this for your comfort not theirs mm, yeah so those are the first things in kind of grief we kind of work on mm, yeah so that the anger doesn't sit and resonate yeah yeah and and let that anger and grief go that doesn't do you any good it's not bringing the person back no no and then opening someone up spiritually so that they can get messages from right. either god or that person because they will want to connect and leave you messages yeah so tell tell me because um this has been amazing like i'm just like wow <laughs> with all this information and just how gifted you are like how do you structure your day like your your regular day your day-to-day -day. my day-to-day -day, i get up and i have myself a cup of coffee yes definitely right <laughs> i don't think that's anybody... my day right there <laughs> yeah um i answer i actually get up i look at my calendar because people book ahead of time on my on my website i don't have time anymore to sit and make right. appointments I look to see what my day is like. But before I have my cup of coffee and before I look to see what my day is like, I give thanks. I give thanks because I may have, I've had health, I do have health issues still that I may have had a rough night and I asked God to erase the rough night because I start fresh. But before I even go to bed, this is what I've taught myself and this is what I try and teach others. You have a chance to reset your life. Mm. So your house should be picked up. The dishes should be already turned on. You should have the blanket um, from the couch already behind the couch. Your house should look 
beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's how I leave my house. Because when I wake up, I've now reset my life for the for that day. Brilliant. And when I walk out, I don't see any chaos. I see nothing but the home I want to see with nothing else reminding me of yesterday. Mm. Yeah. A clearing. It's every every single day. It looks to okay. We'll say model home because mm -hmm. chaos creates chaos in my spirit, in my mind, in my body. Well, you're my husband's dream wife because, <laughs> because I'm alone. <laughs> nope. Wow. Because if you can't organize your your outside, you can't organize your soul. Yeah. And leave yeah. yourself open for whatever that day brings because you're looking at yesterday's shit. Right. Yeah. I'm a total advocate believer spiritually wise that my spirit needs to have a new beginning every day. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And you create I that and I don't, through your space. I don't have time for yesterday's shit. Yesterday's right. news. Yeah, and that's the memory I don't is... want to look at. Right. Yeah. So even before I go to bed, my trash is out. I, wow. I just, that is because that's today and tomorrow's a new day. Wow. I, 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 I've never thought of it like that. That is amazing. Okay. So I get up and I put my feet down and I thank the universe. I thank God mm -hmm. for me getting through the night and not remembering if it was a painful night or if I didn't sleep. Because mm -hmm. what I say is whatever I, however I slept, however I felt today is a new day. And I'm grateful for what will be today. Yeah. So then I get my cup of coffee and then I sit down and I actually, I pray. And I know a lot of people meditate. Um, when I meditate, I don't have any music on or anything. So it's more like prayer. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just say to God, whatever and wherever I go today, whatever challenges I have in my life, let me learn from them. Let me accept the lesson. Let me pass the test. And let me get through this day, adding value somewhere to someone else. Mm -hmm. If I have no clients, that's the time where I say to my, where I say to my higher power, put one foot in front of the other and let me start a new adventure. So this idle time is worthwhile for my future. Cause you've yeah. now given me time and space. Yeah. So allow me to create future for myself whether it's writing letters or looking at, at, a, at you know, classes in, in the mental health field mm -hmm. or wherever it is, bring mm -hmm. me to where my future that I can help more people will be. Mm -hmm. And something comes about it mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that kind of what I do and I, and I try I try to be active and mm -hmm. I always take that shower in the morning, cold mm -hmm. shower and open my chakras. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just, I find gratitude. Yeah. I, and I look to see who's the stranger I'm going to meet today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I feel like each day is a new journey. I really en enjoyed how you said, how you structure your day of clearing from the day before, <laughs> like clearing it all out. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I have done that 
since I was young. Really? I used to clean my house before I went to bed at night instead of like during the day. Yeah. In the I would morning. clean before I went to bed at night because I truly feel that we need to cleanse for the new day coming right. and for what's to come and that day, and it's always for me, and I always would tell my friends, we can bitch and moan and groan about whatever the problem is right now. Yeah. If today's a shit day, you can bitch and moan and groan, but come 1201, you can't say a word about it. <laughs> That's yesterday's That's shit. That's yesterday's shit, yeah. You're into 1201. Now you're into a new day. Don't you dare bring that forward. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is true. That's, that's being in your spiritual self. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, sometimes we have to sit on something for 24 hours and not make a decision. Right. But it doesn't matter. You're working it, but you're not looking at the shit. Now you're into, I'm ready, God, bring me the answers for the decision. I'm in the next day. Right. The next new day, new ideas. New, yeah, that's. That's true. And I think that's a lot of like the cleansing, cleansing away that day, that old energy and just letting it go. I really like how you said about removing the trash from the house. And I think, you know, like a lot of people, cause I'll be honest, like I didn't even think of it as that, but really that is just a practice that you do daily that clears your area of the old shit that no longer has a purpose anymore. And then your day and your spirit is free the next day to not go back into yesterday. Right. You're ready to do whatever you got to do today. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't eat the pizza this morning. You ate it last night. Throw the fucking box out. It's got <laughs> yeah, to right. turn out anyways. Throw away that box. You don't need that college pizza hanging out on the stovetop no more, people. Mm -mm. Yeah. Because today you might want Rice Krispie treats. Right, right. Yeah. Something new. Absolutely. And, you know, it goes back to no matter what, our life is a choice. So yeah. you could be choosing to be disorganized in your money and your body, your mind, your spirit, your finances, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. people talk about the law of attraction. I've been doing that oh. my whole life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like the new thing, right? You know, I attract what I want to attract, but if my life is cluttered, yeah. I'm going to attract clutter in my clutter. spirit. Yep. So that's Chaos. nothing new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same with yeah. our friends. Nothing yeah. new. Nothing new. Definitely. You have to create your atmosphere and, and create it where you release that grief of the days before and move forward. I love that you brought that up. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I am so happy to have you on this show. Um, thank you for everybody who's listened to chakras and cuss words. And Tracy, let us know how we can find you, how yes. everybody can reach out to you. Thank you so much. Um, you can get to my website, tracy-turner.com, and you can book on there. And I do in-person, phone, and Zoom. And then I send the, the recording to them because they only hear five minutes of what I say. And then they're right. like, right. Um, and then I also do most Monday nights an Instagram live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for allowing people to jump on and experience with a psychic. Mm -hmm. um, and my... TikTok and my Instagram are Tracy Turner Psychic Medium. 
Okay. So they can find me on TikTok now. Once I get a thousand followers, I can go live there. Oh, I am going to follow you today, Tracy. And then that way, when I get a thousand followers, I can give live messages and debunk the old spiritual thing about psychics and mediums. Yes. 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 Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're on TikTok. I think TikTok is a definitely a platform that a lot of people are using. I mean, I, I think the engagement there for people is better on TikTok than it is versus mm-hmm. on Instagram. I, I mean, you know, and I'm an old lady, so works. I'm kind of new at it. Yeah. I only got about 500 followers right now and I got to get to the thousand, but then I'll give free readings there just like I do on Instagram. You will get there. Yes. They'll fight. Everybody go follow Tracy, Tracy Turner on TikTok and on Instagram. And everybody, please comment, like, and subscribe to this podcast and make sure to share it with a friend because we all need a little share. Sharing is caring (laughs) and share the podcast. Thank you so much, Tracy. And thank you everybody who is listening to this podcast and everybody have an amazing day.